Will you take your Bibles, please, and turn to Hebrews chapter 11? Hebrews chapter 11. And um, um, I'm going to read this uh, text, verse 6, verse 8 through 12. And then uh, I'll lead us in prayer uh, before we study God's word together today. Hebrews 11, uh, 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Verse 8, by faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he made uh, his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was unable to bear children because she, was considered, because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word, and we ask you to speak to us. Uh, as we uh, open these pages, I pray that uh, your truth would dive deeply into our hearts. We pray that you would change us into the people you desire us to be. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. I love pathway photos. There is just something about the picture of a pathway that grabs my eye and excites my soul. I preached a series of sermons in the church I pastored for nearly 30 years, and uh, it was all on the pathway that we walk with the Lord, and I asked the people at the congregation to bring me their photos of pathways, whether through the woods or the mountains or a bike path along the Mississippi River or a deer trail through the forest, and they brought photos for me from Alaska and Idaho, some from Germany and Switzerland, uh, the Great Appalachian Trail uh, out east, and a lot of them from up in the Boundary Waters. It was really great. I love pathway photos because they excite my curiosity. What's over that hill? What's around that bend? What's through those trees? I love pathway photos because that's how I view my life and how I've come to understand my relationship with God. Life for the believer is a journey together with God. And today, I want to talk about a man who had the most amazing journey with God. Hard journey a lot of the way. Disappointing journey, a few of these steps. Sometimes uh, a time of great delight. And other times when it was really a trek, getting to where God desired him to be. But there was joy in that journey because he was following the Lord. I want to tell you, friends, that God is completely and absolutely faithful. He loves it when you walk by faith, trusting him to lead you. He so wants that for you, and he will not abandon you in the middle of that journey. In fact, God does his best work with us when we are out there kind of beyond ourselves, faithing it with him. Now, it feels like risk. 
But it's not risk. It's faith. There are lots of life issues where we are called to live by faith, not seeing yet how it's going to turn out, just following God. One of the most challenging things for me is building relationships with people who are different from me, who may not believe as I believe, or who may have different economic background or a different social background. I struggle when I don't know where it leads or when I have no idea how to love them. But listen, I believe God calls us to step out in faith, trusting Him, obeying Him step by step. I know you know these words. The just shall live by what? Faith. Say it. The just shall live by faith. Say it again. The just shall live by faith. Why do you recognize that? Why do you know that? Because it's in the Bible four times. It's in Habakkuk 2. It's in Romans 1. It's in Galatians 3. It's in Hebrews 10. You know those words. The real question is, do we live those words? There's a glorious story in Genesis of the life of a man. God showed how to live that way. He's mentioned all through Scripture because faith was what his life was all about. Walking with God by faith. The Bible calls him Father Abraham because he's like a father, a predecessor, a progenitor, a forerunner to those who live to please God, to those who live by faith. Abraham was an old man when he began his relationship with God and older yet when God promised him a son and that through that son God promised he would be founder of a great nation. A man and his wife, far beyond the years of childbearing, believing God, placing faith in the promises of God, became father of the Jewish people, father also of the Arab nations, and in a spiritual sense, became a father of all who trust in Jesus today. Abraham was a man of faith, a man God used. He's hero and ancestor of all who walk by, uh, with God by faith today. And what an adventure Abraham's life became. So today, if you're listening as a seeker, looking for a relationship with God, a relationship of reality, you can learn how to find God from Abraham. If you're one of those who has fallen away from the close relationship you once knew with God, Abraham shows you the path back. And if you're one of those who has gotten spiritually stale and needs to get back adventuring with God, Abraham will be good for you. Genesis 12. Turn there. Genesis 12, Abraham came from, the, from Ur of the Chaldees. It's a real place, a place Iraqi war veterans know because it's still there 120 miles south of Baghdad. In Abraham's day, it was a cultural and trading center of the world, a lot like London or New York today. It had major universities. It had a medical center there. And clay tablets found there show that scholars were trying to find the solution to a 
trigonometry problem that still intrigues MIT mathematicians today. At the same time, it was the center of gross idolatry and corruption and immorality. They practiced human sacrifice there. And so when Abraham first heard the promise, he knew nothing of the one true God. He was probably trained in the ancient religions himself until somehow God spoke to him and called him. Every spiritual biography begins with a call from God. Somehow, though, though Abraham was a, a pagan from an idol-worshiping people, God spoke to him, and Abraham knew that the one true God had spoken. Somehow he figured that out. Genesis 12, verse 1, The Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. God called him from his old life to a new life. And when God calls a woman or a man to himself, it's always out from their old life and into a new life. Now pay attention to Abram's call. What was he called from? Verse 1, God called him to leave home, to leave his people and relatives. He does. In fact, Abraham sacrifices possessions and the future that he had planned for himself to walk with God. But that's only to look at it negatively. The call of God was from small possibilities to something far greater, something almost impossible, an awesome privilege. Notice verse 2. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. God's plan was to take Abraham, already 75 years old, with a wife unable to have children, and from them God would create a great nation, and not just one nation, but nine nations. God wanted to bring him great blessing. And through Abraham to bless the whole world, God had great expectations, great possibilities in mind. Abe had no clue how God was going to do it, but he heard God's call, and he heard the possibilities, and he also heard the cost. I wonder how many of you have heard the call of God in your life, and you've had that inner sense inside that God wants to do more with me than this. I've had many people tell me that. And they ask how to figure out the specifics of the plan. They want to know. But notice how Abraham discovered God's will. He didn't ask God to lay out his strategy. He didn't ask God to show him the road map. He simply obeyed what God had said. And it was one step at the time. You know why many of us never discover the sweet and bigger things God wants to make for our lives? It's because the plan is unfolded step by step. We want the whole map. We want a searchlight, and God gives us a flashlight because it's about faith. 
Lakewood's journey uh, toward greater health these days is very similar. It's a step-by-step journey. We've heard God tell us that wonderful things are ahead. We don't know all of the pathway, but he's leading us step by step. And in the journey with God, there is always separation and promise. The path plan starts with separation from, separation from worldliness, like Abraham. The plan starts with full commitment to a life of commitment and consecration. I have a conviction about this. There are many, many people who might have achieved greatness in in God's eyes and been useful to bless many, but the first step had to do with giving their lives unreservedly to God, and they miss it because they won't take that first step. Did you notice that God called Abraham to leave comfort, to leave familiar, called him to leave safe and easy. God said, leave it behind, trust me, follow me. I've got great things planned if you will follow me. You can impact the whole world, Abraham, but you've got to step away from the way things are if you're going to know what can be. Will you follow? Here's how Hebrew 11 tells the story. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, giving God your life, giving God the right to be master and and boss of where your life is headed. That's faith. Trusting God with the steering wheel of your life, so to speak. Letting other priorities fall away and fixing your eyes on Him. That's the pathway to promise. And that's the pathway to adventure, the joy of the journey. Have you trusted God that way? Have you placed your faith in him that way. He's called you to something more and better than your living. He's promised you an exciting journey ahead, but the first steps are out from what holds you now. Now, I'd hate to give you the story and have you think that Abraham made one choice to follow God and that that was the end of it. No, no. In Abraham's life, there was, like yours and mine, there is that conversion choice to submit your life to his lordship, and then there are daily choices to live in that commitment, to live in faith. There was hindrance and struggle. Abraham's story includes times when he followed the Lord and other times when Abraham thought he had a better idea. This man of faith was a man of failures, too. Far from perfect. But one of the clearest lessons of Abraham's life is that partial obedience results in major misery. Even in obeying that initial call of God, Abraham struggled to fully obey. God said, leave your country That he obeyed. Leave your father's household. 
Well, that he partially obeyed. Because Abraham brought his nephew Lot along, a young man who would be a millstone around his neck. Lot brought Adam or Abraham more trouble than any relative I've known. Business troubles he should never have had. Dragged him into the middle of a war. It's not easy to obey God when relatives' expectations get in the picture. Maybe for you too. And it wasn't easy to follow God when the plan seemed delayed. Genesis 15, God promised Abraham a son, promised that through the son of promise, an heir, his great nation, his great blessing would come. All Abraham's hopes centered on this promised son, but it seemed like God's plan was delayed. Genesis 16 tells a story. Sarah was an old woman far beyond the years of childbearing, and the miracle God promised wasn't showing up. So Sarah said, Abraham, take my Egyptian servant girl, have a child with her. Her child will be our child. Sort of ancient surrogate parenting, if you will. And you know, that was an acceptable practice in that day for those who couldn't have children. It was not righteous, it was not godly, but it was common. And because of Abraham's impatience with God, Ishmael is born, the son of Abraham by the servant girl, Hagar. Later again, what a pain this was for Abraham. Partial obedience, major misery. Sarah and Hagar, the two women, came to hate each other. And when God finally gave Sarah in her old age the son Isaac, the kids hated each other. Ishmael hated Isaac. By the way, a little piece of insight here. Muslims believe that God's promises were fulfilled through Ishmael, not Isaac, as the scripture tells us. The scripture tells us Ishmael became the father of 12 sons from whom came 12 Arabic nations. And Muslims believe the Jews twisted the scriptures and that Ishmael was supposed to be the son of promise. And so they believed that the promise of Canaan that was given to Abraham, the promise of the land they believe was for the children of Ishmael, not the children of Isaac, the Jews. Does that help you understand a bit of what's still going on in the Middle East? Generations, millennia later, the descendants are still at war because Abraham tried to force God's hand because Abraham tried to work out God's plan his own way. Here's a major life lesson. God's promises come in God's time and in God's way. Trying to improve on God's will is the best way to miss it altogether. And some of us know what a mess we make whenever we try to accomplish God's will with carnal, fleshly means. What a mess. Abraham tried that tactic several times, had a hard time to learn. He suffered miserable consequences whenever he thought he had a better plan 
or a better way or that he could do a better job than God. Lots of believers are like Abraham. They've heard God's call. They've received God's promise of salvation, but oh, the years, the many years that they have wasted, many go months and years still living in Ur, directed from their culture, taking their values from the society around instead of from God. We're not living in faith. We got a better idea how to run our lives. And as long as we keep the steering wheel in our own hands, we miss the possibilities of God. Some of us, like Abraham, have had to learn through some ugly results, ugly consequences, to discover that living our own way is such a mess. God indeed has a better idea. It's not worth it to wander from his plan. God's plan is always a better idea, and God's will is always the pathway of blessing. But let me share something more. Whenever a child of God stumbles away from the path of faith, God finds a way to be heard in the ear of our conscience with a voice of loving correction saying, back here, my child, back here. And the amazing thing about Abraham is that though he stumbled off and an ordinary guy like us, though he tripped into foolish, frequent blunders, though faith was sometimes stained by doubt, Yet the amazing thing about Abraham was that he returned over and over and over to the God. Whenever God called him back, Abraham came back. He always responded. Revival and recommitment were regular episodes in Abraham's life. And that's what gives Abraham the right to be called the father of the faithful his hunger to know God, his passion to discover God's promise, his longing to become a man of God brought him over and over back again to the commitment of full obedience. Partial dedication is not enough. Full obedience is the pathway of faith, the pathway of blessing. And so today I want to ask you, where are you with God? Abraham discovered the great things God could do with his life because he was willing to trust his life to God by faith. As we read in Hebrews 11, by faith Abraham obeyed and went. By faith Abraham settled down in the place God had promised him. By faith Abraham claimed the promises of God before he could even understand what they meant. And by faith he considered God faithful to his promises. He lived and walked by faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please God. And the story of Abraham allows us to take it one step further. Listen, without faith, active faith that places your life in God's hands, your life is bypassed by the promises and the blessings of God. I began today saying that if you're listening as a seeker looking for a relationship with God, this story will show you how to find it. If you're a believer, you can learn from Abraham the principles of how to walk closely with God. 
if you are the one who has fallen away from a close relationship with God, one that you once knew, Abraham will point you to the way back. It's all here. Abraham, when he heard God speak, gave God his life. When he followed God at the best, he simply obeyed step by step, one step at a time. When he strayed, he quickly repented and placed his hand back in God's hand. Simple, uncomplicated, but I think an impactful and powerful message from the life of Abraham. He lived by faith and went adventuring with God. And he saw saw so much joy than he ever experienced because there is joy in that journey, the journey of faith. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that even the story of a man who lived thousands of years ago can instruct us today. Thank you for speaking into Abraham's life. Even before he knew who you were, you were speaking into his life. Thank you that because of his faith, we have a model of how our faith walk can, can, can be with you. Dear Lord Jesus, today the best we know how We submit our lives to your lordship. We ask you to lead us and direct us. And God, if we should stray from your path, gently call us back and we will repent and return. Thank you in Jesus' name, amen.